Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 90. Big, big milestone there, boys. Episode big 9-0. Sitting next to me, as always, Big Dill. How are you, Dill? Good, man. That means that we're a decade away from a century. <laughs> yeah, decade away, <laughs> I guess. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't take that long to put out our next 10 episodes, but you never know, I guess. Doge, how are you all the way up there in Cleveland, my guy? I'm doing well, man. I certainly can't complain. Uh, we're diving into some baseball season, so it's getting a little busy up here for us, but we're we're excited that it's finally warm. We've got some good summer vibes going. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Uh, this is episode 90. Like I mentioned, it's the San Francisco Giants, the bad boy Pistons, back-to-back there for you. The Cincinnati Reds, let's go, and the Edmonton Oilers episode. So, going to be a great episode as there, since we got a little Reds action in there. 1990, great year for sports. Going to be a great episode. Our first quarter, we're going to do a little fresh first to talk about Jake Paul. Excuse me, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Although Jake was on the sidelines chirping just as much. Yeah, probably get Jake in there. Maybe a little bit of who's next. Second quarter, we're going to do a little NBA playoff update, and then we're going to spin the rumor mill. And then we're going to do a third quarter, a little ice time with Dill. And fourth quarter, Doge is going to bust out a little Formula One for us, which we can't wait for here at the end of the show. But, yeah. First things first, ladies and gents. You know it. You love it. It's the warm up. We got to make sure we don't get hurt out here while we're podcasting. We got to stretch it out, get a warm up segment in. So uh, I'll pass it to you, Doge. And Clee, what do you got for us here for the warm-up, man? Wanted to give a shout-out to the U.S. men's national team for going on to win the first-ever CONCACAF Nations Cup. So, really exciting finals match between the USA and Mexico, which is always a heated rivalry to begin with. But, so much fun. I mean, it went to extra time. You know, Mexico scored in the first, I think it was in the third minute. Yep. Um, and then it was just, you know, USA battling back. And uh, went to extra time. They wound up nabbing a PK. The USA did, and uh, and got the win after they saved a PK of Mexico's. So, really exciting stuff. And uh, congratulations to that young team. I'm looking forward to seeing them play. Yeah, major shout out to uh, Horvath, the backup keeper who plays for Club yes. Bruges, came in for Zach Steffen, who was hurt there. So, and he had some incredible saves all throughout the game. Not to mention that PK that you mentioned, Doge, there um, at the end of the game, which was super awesome and huge for us. So hats off to him and the rest of the team. That was awesome to, to get some trophy, to get some hardware there. Um, funny stat that I saw, sorry to go a little bit longer here, that uh, <clears throat> Barcelona teammate uh, Serginio Dest of Lionel Messi has more trophies with his country. Um then obviously Leo with that trophy there. So he's got one trophy. Messi has none because there's only really the World Cup and he doesn't have that. So just a little funny little joke there because obviously Messi's way better. But <clears throat> interesting to see who's got hardware, who doesn't. So good for the Americans. Dill, what do you got for your warm up? Yeah, so <clears throat> some good stuff you guys have there, you know? Doge, that was uh, something I didn't get to see because. My flight back from Tampa was a little bit later than expected, 
So I, I saw literally, I think I came in at the 115th minute and I watched the last fit, uh, five minutes of the game. Right. So, Brutal. I mean, that's all right, though. Um, guys. <laughs> Ooh. June 5th. I talked about it last episode. 6,000-something days between times being in Tampa for a Lightning game. And what a show the Lightning had, dude. That was... So, for those who don't know, Tampa Bay Lightning playing this team called the Carolina Hurricanes in the second series of the playoffs. They were the number one team in their division this season. They split us in the regular season 4-4. Four and four. Well, we were up 2-1 in Tampa, so I went to game five. Game four, excuse me. Ooh. And uh, a little foreshadowing there. <laughs> went to game four. They had four goals each in the second period, which is... I'm like unheard of. That was crazy. Looking at the, I was just looking at the ticker and I was like, "Holy crap, this is a wild." Game. Yeah. So Tampa scores in the first period. Great goal. Okay, cool. We're got some momentum on our side. The arena's going bonkers. The pregame intro was absolutely sick. It was like ten to fifteen minutes of just hype music, amazing graphics on the ice, dark arena with the lighting and everything like that. That was just. It was just sick. So we get to the game. They're up 1-0 after the first. Going to the second. All of a sudden, we're down 4-2. And then we just come out with three amazing goals. Tyler Johnson finally putting one in the back of the net with just a great shot. And we're up 5-4 going into the third. We score another in the third to win 6-4. That was like one of the most like intense games it wasn't a full crowd. It wasn't full capacity because they did have a seat between each group of tickets. But it was it was like 95% full. Sure. And that was really cool to be a part of. Something that, like, I haven't been to a full event or full game since... I can't even remember the last game that was like that. Yeah. So, it was a really cool cool game to go yeah, to. Awesome. Like... Yeah, and it was like a huge game. I was going to say, that's like such a wild game to be at. So it wasn't like it was a huge blowout or like a one nothing. Like yeah. Everybody's missing, like, just goals on goals on goals, yeah. which is crazy. It was it was a really cool event, cool game. As a Lightning fan, couldn't have gone better for us. Uh, taking the 3-1 series lead with that win, uh, we ended up closing out the series on Tuesday to win 4-1 um, in the series against the, the Hurricanes and... I'll go into a little bit more during our, our playoff puck period. Ooh. But, well, triple P. man, that was that was a hell of a time. I had so much fun. I'm glad that I was able to have that experience. That was that was an all-time yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I still have the goosebumps on my arms. Just like, right. just feeling it. Like, great energy. Like Try to get some audio from some of those videos I took. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. For sure. Um, all right, I'll go here. I'll do a little warm-up. Boston Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, are on the hunt for a head coach. Brad Stevens actively looking. He's recently set to interview a few names. Let me know if uh, you recognize any of these. One of them I'm certain you will. The others I bet you won't. Chauncey Billups. Well... 
Darvin Ham, assistant for the Bucks. Yep. Charles Lee, assistant for the Bucks. Uh-huh. Jamal Mosley, assistant for the Mavs. Oh. Ime Udoka, I believe. That's how you pronounce that, so I apologize if not. Mm. Assistant for the Nets. They're all being interviewed. Some other candidates rumored to be interviewed are Kara Lawson, women's head coach at Duke, which she coached for us last year um, as an assistant. Becky Hammond for the Spurs. Sam Cassell, former Celtics player. Lloyd Pierce, the Atlanta coach that was fired. And Mike D'Antoni. So, Hmm. a lot of great names in there. Maybe some under-the-radar names in there, which is interesting, but... um, just because they're under the radar doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Brad Stevens is under the radar, and he was a great coach. So, really excited to see what happens there. I'm excited to see how Brad like runs his show as opposed to Danny. Um, but I like a lot of those names. They seem to be all very smart basketball minds, which I like. Pretty offensive-minded, it seems like, too, from what I understand. With some of those names. So, moving on, boys. Let's go. Fresh. Fresh first quarter. Yeah, Jake Paul. Logan Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul. <laughs> Floyd probably could have fought them both, if you wanted me to be honest with you. Because he was dodging everything. <clears throat> Give me just, what is your reaction to the Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather fight, if you were able to see it? Um, and then we'll go around and just like give him celebrity matchup that you'd want to see um, next. So, uh, Dill, we'll have you go first. What do you got? for this yeah, match so I, for the ages. So, by the time that my flight landed, that's when I started getting the live stream mm-hmm. links from you guys. Took a peep when we were taxing the runway. Okay. Watching a little fight. Well, yeah. watching them hug each other a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of leaning going on. You could tell Logan looked tired. So de- Logan definitely <clears throat> looks got tired like exhausted like he was drenched definitely sweating like yeah he has long hair so like you can tell a little bit more when he gets like sweaty, allegedly the lean is like when you're a larger fighter that's like a tactic putting, you're supposed to do like, yeah put all your weight, your weight on, on right and trying to make tire them tired. out right yeah. so like a lot of people are like oh what an idiot he's just leaning on him. it's like well that's actually like it's a thing kind of what he's supposed to do like yeah you're supposed to hit him like as yeah. well but like that is a strategy you can have. Dude, there were a couple of clips that I saw where he did get Floyd in the face. Like, he did hit He him. got Floyd a couple of times. There was one time where he got Floyd... Pretty well. And Floyd was like, oh. Oh, he did not just hit me in the face. Like, yeah. Kind of type thing. Yeah. I, I don't think that Floyd was BSing when he said that he was probably better than he anticipated him to be. Just because I think his floor was so low with him. Like, going into the fight, I bet he thought that he was absolute trash. These guys are BS, like... And then I think he's he earned a little bit of respect from Floyd when he was like, okay, like, you know, they aren't near... Like, if I actually was training, this is a real fight, this would have been... This wouldn't have been a fight. But for what it was, yeah, sure, he showed up. Like, he did, he did his job. Yeah. And, you know, if he wanted to pursue that career 100% in, I think that he would... You know, he could probably fight on how well he would do, especially with his weight and some of those guys, because I bet he... I don't know how he can take a hit. Yeah, like, like a real hit, like person his weight. Like if an Ngannou-type boxer came in and just That's waxed him. much larger man, I would think, but yeah. A I mean, heavyweights, I think, because he's like 230. 
pretty sure. That would not be even close to a fair fight. No. But either way, um, you know, I thought it was cool what like happened. The whole reason it was a good fight is because Floyd Mayweather is very old and can't, and he was never a, like a guy who could knock somebody out. Like he was never like I don't know if he's gonna never, but like when he was younger, he probably could have. But like at this age, Floyd was not gonna be able to knock Logan out because Logan's just bigger than him and he's younger. There was one point I where it looked like I definitely thought it, he could though. Like, I mean, he did. One point where it looked like he, he did not. He goes into limp mode. <laughs> like he definitely, he fell like and he, and he definitely caught he him. was like not doing all right. That's for sure. I think he put him to sleep for a second. There's definitely a chance, but that was not how it uh, didn't knock him down though. They carried they carried on with the fight. So I I heard there's some people because my connection was kind of in and out at the beginning. A lot of people said, like, the fourth round is really when Floyd, like, really went after it. And I guess there maybe some people thought he might have put a bet on himself to knock out Logan in the fourth. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he didn't really care, so he just kind of, like, let it ride. But either way, I agree, Dill. I think Logan earned the respect of Floyd at least, like, somewhat. Maybe not like, oh, we should do this again type thing. But, like, oh, this guy wasn't a complete loser. He's not a schlub. Like, did he only hit, like, I was like, 11% 11% of his punches, and Floyd hit, like, 54% or something like that. Yeah. But, <clears throat> either way, I mean, Floyd's known for dodging punches. That's, like, how he made his whole career. Nobody could hit him. Yeah. So, to expect yeah. to expect Logan Paul to be able to come in and, like, knock out one of the greatest punch dodgers of all time to a guy who's probably a bit bigger and a lot slower than Floyd Mayweather, it's like, come on. We knew this is how it was going to go, and that's how yeah. it went. So I'm glad the event was good and it was funny. The Bodega Boys on the call were pretty funny with all their stuff, even though they were mad hating on Logan. So it was good. Doge, what did you think? I thought it was okay. It's just okay for me. You know, they it was all the hype leading up to it. You know, I don't think it necessarily lived up to any sort of hype with it being an exhibition and not really a fight for. Correct. If the Ocho, anything other than bragging rights. If the Ocho fight wasn't there for me, it would not have been cool. Like, that was probably my favorite part. I want to point that and out. And I didn't even get to see that because that's when I was flying back. So it's a little brutal. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the fight was okay as far as, you know, Logan Paul actually did better than I expected him to. Um, getting a few punches that actually, you know, made Floyd think for a second. I didn't think he was going to get anywhere close because Floyd's just been kicking ass for years. Um, but I can't believe he made it all eight rounds. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but they that, mentioned like... at the beginning that you know Floyd basically didn't even really train for this fight. Like, obviously, he would go to the gym and like you know spar a little bit, but they said he wasn't even in his he wasn't in his a. A game or his B game or his C game, he was in like his Z game, like the worst shape he's ever really been in. Yeah, and Floyd he's still didn't out look like he, he did. Floyd did not look like he was ready to box like he normally would, where he's just like no. chiseled to a T, like sweating. Even and he like, didn't really need to be because no. he's like probably the best pound for pound boxer that we've ever seen, and yeah. maybe all time. I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't ever watching when like. The big heavy hitters like Muhammad Ali and George Foreman and all those guys right, were right, right, boxing. Right, Ray, Ray, Floyd was fifty. He's fifty and zero, bro. Like right. for a reason. Right. So 
<laughs> I think I misspoke when I saw in the eighth round. I saw it was the fifth out of eight. That's when I started watching. Okay. So, I mean, like, I watched part of it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, still. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it was a good... It was a... It was at least a good event where, like... I don't know, obviously... A lot of money made. It, a lot of money was made. There was a lot of hype going on. I If somebody would have been knocked out, it was the only way I think it could have been better. Like, like Floyd gets knocked I needed, out. I needed a knockout. Floyd gets knocked fight. out, holy shit. Because you just don't get... You don't get a winner when it goes the distance in an exhibition. So they were just like, nice fight. All right, I let's learn. I think that... Might, like, send you off. That was kind of lame that they didn't actually score the fight, at least. Like... Yeah. But, of course, Floyd wasn't going to do that because, like, if there's any chance he's going to lose, he's not going to tarnish his record on Logan Paul. On this YouTube fight, fight, yeah. Like, no. that would be so lame. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you think Jake would have had a better chance? No way. He's much shorter, right? You think, he's like got to be, and his reach, has to, his reach has to be less. I think he's just more of, like, a fighter, though, right? Like, I don't know if Logan Paul's... He's in, Logan's in, like, the UFC, I thought. Really? I think they're both like trying to do it. <clears throat> Kinda. Like I don't know, maybe just because Jake's been well, on Logan like, Logan boxed somebody else and lost. Yeah. Like his record was 0 one, but I don't remember who he fought. Uh I forget who it was. It was like an actual boxer I thought though. Maybe. And then was it Jake that fought He um, fought Ben Askren who was like an awful yeah. striker in the UFC, so I was like, cool. Yeah, but he boxed him. Right, exactly. So he didn't even fight him UFC, yeah. Right, but that guy in the UFC is known for, like, ground... He's known for, like, choking people out, not punching them. The fact right. that he was... So it's, like, even worse. Like, he's not, like, even... The, fact the guy that... he's fighting next, though, Tyrone Woodley, is known for knocking people out. Uh, Jake? You... Or Logan? Jake. <clears throat> Logan Paul... Played football against Jake Peters. <laughs> so his nickname is the Maverick. That's what they said on the thing. Yeah, what? the Maverick. Dude, that's hilarious. Did you see his his chain? No. You did, did you? Oh, see his, his chain? chain, bro. It was like a holographic, like encased Charizard, like Pokemon card on a chain. It was like in a like one of oh, those the like, million dollar card thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So. The fact that he was born on April Fools is hilarious. Like that's that is that's so funny. fitting. That is. That he's funny. like a big jokester. That does fit. And he also appeared on SVU, like Law and Order. I was like, what? I'm sure because he's like a pseudo celeb guy now, so they're probably like, oh, let's get some buzz for the show. Let's bring in one of the Paul brothers. So, so <laughs> <laughs> who would you like to see otherwise? Doge, any thoughts? Oh, God. Um, I want to see, like, this would never happen. I have some like, great ones, I think. But, like, some movie actors, just, like, sure. give me, give me, like, Tom Cruise versus somebody. See, I'm right there with you, like, some kind of rivalry stuff. Let's, like, A-Rod versus Jose Canseco. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do Jeter versus David Ortiz. Probably wouldn't be too good of a fight, but like let's That would not be a good fight. Yeah, probably not. We'll find it. we'll come <laughs> up with a better combo there. But like Brady versus Belichick. 
sheesh. Oh, I can see that. Who hates each other? Maybe Brady Manning would be funny. Aaron Rodgers versus his family. Right, just Rodgers versus Danica. The okay. Rodgers Royal Rumble. Wow, just the whole Rodgers family versus just the Rodgers Royale. <laughs> he would. He might win though. He's, I a, think, he's a stubborn son of a gun. I think him and maybe Lafleur. <laughs> I think if he doesn't win, then that's bad news on him because he's a professional athlete. His brother was on The Bachelor, right, though? So. I would. <laughs> Is that true? I think he was The Bachelor. Huh. Google that. <laughs> I would say, for me, it was. What a save. What a save. Holy cow. Who oh, are I can't wait to see that. Um, <laughs> Cardi B and, like, Nicki Minaj. Sure. That'd be fun. Just like some old school beef, like versus like, you know, a little bit of newer, newer flavor, in Cardi B. Oh, what about like, Trevor Bauer versus Robert Man, like Rob Manfred? Oh, Manfred is getting knocked out the first thirty seconds. Trevor Bauer is going to look at some stats. I would like to see. Put him to sleep. Dana White versus Jake Paul in the UFC ring. Ooh. That would be fun. That'd be like, fun as maybe shit. Maybe like Joe Rogan and Dana White. Oh, give me uh, give me Brooks versus Bryson yep. DeChambeau. Yep. Yep. Just yep. let him lay it all out yep. in the ring. Yep. You can bring a golf club if you'd like. Wedges only. Putters only. <laughs> <laughs> My other one that I was thinking about, <clears throat> I mean, they've kind of already fought. But like Shaq versus Barkley, just get him in a ring. That'd be funny. That'd be pure entertainment. New heavyweights. You'd have Kenny, just calling it with you know Will Earn, soon to be retired. I think Shaq kills Charles Barkley in a boxing ring. The reach factor is huge. Then one guy is way older too. Barkley, it's not fair. Barkley's not gonna be able to touch Shaq's head. Like I think. I think there's a right hook that just sends Charles Barkley back to when he played for the Suns. Yeah. And he's just never mentally in 2020. I'm not counting him out like that. I'm not going to do him like that, but there's a chance I'm saying there's one, there's one punch that Shaq lands that sends him back. I'm not I saying think, it's the uh, first right, punch. Right, right. At the end, I'm yeah, saying, you're right. That's just like... like yeah. You're talking about like actors like John Travolta and like Vince Vaughn. I want the... Like, I want real heat behind him. I don't want, like, just, like, because those guys are going to fight each other and be like, shake hands after me, like, ah, here, ah, how's it going? Yeah, I don't know all the beats, ins and outs of, like, Hollywood. Trying, well, yeah, but, you know? like, maybe there's some. I don't know. Like, you could, back in the day, you could have done, like, Keyshawn Johnson versus Bieber when he's, like, throwing eggs at him and stuff. You know? I was trying to think of, like, Survivor contestants that didn't like each other. Like, Rob versus, like, Russell, you know? Sure. It'd be fun. <laughs> little scrapper versus like Boston Rob <laughs> Boston Rob I'm a legend what about like battle for like the third wheel like Chris Bosh versus Kevin Love it's <laughs> like who's better Ooh. there's not gonna be any beef there either no there'd be no beef that's a joke one. Oh my um 
Like a real beefer would be like Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I bet Embiid would whoop them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet so too. Or like man. Boogie Cousins. Oh, man. And fill in the Maybe. blank. What Laker could Kevin Garnett box? <sighs> Any of them. Ron Artest. Well, I would love to watch that. <laughs> Metal World Peace. Yeah, it'd have to be. That'd be a crazy ass. Was he in LA when when KG was in Boston? Yeah, he literally. God, you screw you, Doge. He's the whole freaking reason they beat us in 2010. Kobe was so bad in the fourth quarter, and Ron Artest just was like, "Oh, I'll just be awesome from three out of." Was it Ron Artest or was it Metal World Peace? He might have been Meta, that son of a bitch. I don't know. It probably was Meta. I can't even remember back that far. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a huge NBA fan back then. You got me into it in college. Yay. <laughs> um, you could say like Dwight Howard and anybody, probably. Not a lot. You... What if we just went like Kyrie and then you just like, we just do a raffle for in, any Boston fan. Just gives the... <laughs> yeah, just some, a crack just some random yeah, fan. Right. Just some guy. <laughs> You'd bring out the sage for that, for sure. I want to see Stephen A. Smith versus Max Kellerman. Ooh. Or versus Skip. Just, just, the first, just the first take. Oh, yeah, against Skip? Yeah. Skip comes out halfway through and just rips his shirt off. <laughs> wow. And he tweets about it. What about Greeny? Well, it would be not even close, but Greeny versus Golick for a little throwback there. Ooh. Mike versus Mike. Mike and Mike. Mina Kimes versus Pablo Torre. Mina <laughs> <laughs> uh, would whoop his butt, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet I she's spicy, so. dude. She's smart, too, so she would kind of, like, well, play not. the angle. Yeah, I mean, he's super smart, though, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like... They're both very I think, smart. I think Mina, that would be her advantage. Sure. She might have the height and weight advantage on, too. Last one. Any more? Jeff Van Gundy versus Mark Jackson. They just like let finally one day on the set. They just like they've had enough. They just get after it. Here's another one for you, T. Give this is my me. last one. Give it to me, Doge. What do you got? Larry versus Magic, bro. Dude, I would fucking love to watch that. Just Please some old dudes here to here so to settle much- it all. Do you know how much fun that would be to watch? <laughs> like, right now, like that's the card. Like It's like Larry versus Magic headlining the card. Fight starts at 6 p.m. so they can get to bed on time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that pay-per-view could be the cost of a mortgage. And I would be like, let's talk about it, guys. That could be more than any UFC mm. pay-per-view or like Floyd pay-per-view I've ever paid for, and I would buy it for sure. And I wouldn't even care what the rest of the card would be. Oh, I'm in. That is all-time Lakers-Celtics rivalry right there. (laughs) Back in the day, Bill Russell versus Wilt. Oof. That would be a battle. Wilt probably would have won that fight, but Bill would have not let him have it. Bill would have given him a good fight, but I agree with you. Wilt was a different beast. But he didn't beat him in the finals. Well, it's one of the greatest so. athletes ever. Exactly. Um, okay, let's move on here. 
Let's go second quarter, boys. A little, little playoff picture update. Um, let's just go around and give our reaction to some of the second-round playoffs so far. Right now, update on the series. We've got the Nets are up 2-1 to one on the Bucks, with the Bucks securing a victory tonight here. Um, love scoring game in that game. Um, Sixers-Hawks are tied 1-1. One to one. The Suns are up 2-0 on the Nuggets. And the Jazz are up one nothing on the Clippers, but that second game is going on while this podcast is being recorded, so this could be updated as we are speaking. It is a four-point game about to be going into half here soon. So, uh, Dill, we'll toss it to you first. What are your thoughts here on the second round so far? I think that the Suns are pretty legit. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, they have the offensive weapons... They play well as a team. Booker's beast. Defensively, they're competent. So, I mean, they, they're kind of good in all three phases. Like, offense, defense, transition. Both on offense and uh, defense. So, I mean, Monty Williams hasn't played well. That's for sure. I think Booker's a guy who, you know, he's been, like, pretty low-key. I don't know if it's just because he's in the Suns market. Like, if you know the game, you know who he is. Like, you knew who he, who he sure. was good in, in college. You knew he was going to be good. Too. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that because he plays where he does and it's West Coast and it's later games, it, like, most of the fans who are just, like, your normal average fans probably don't know how good he is. Right. And they're just like, holy, like, who is this guy? Like, I'm going to pick him up on my fantasy basketball team next year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just a stat filler, dude. Like, he's... Mainly with scoring, but Chris Paul, I just want him to stay healthy. I want him to have a chance, like, full strength. Like, yes. don't let something else cause him to not advance. Yep. Um, he had a really good chance with the Rockets, and then he got hurt in that series. And then he got hurt a little bit in the first series against the Lakers. So it's like, dude. Yeah, that was, was nerve-wracking. Don't go down this road again. Like, please. Like, just, just have the opportunity to play. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think that I was telling you yesterday, which I don't know if you were actually disagreeing or not, but I think this is the series that the Nuggets are going to see, like, why Jamal Murray is a better option than Composito. <laughs> like, well, like, I mean, he's... Not, that's but, pretty obvious, yeah. But, like, before just, Michael Porter Jr. had to ice up his back because it was hurt, there was, like, he was kind of, like, filling that role a little bit. Of sure. Scoring. And, like, it wasn't that they didn't need Jamal Murray. Like, obviously they need Jamal Murray. But right. Like, I just think this is the series where we're going to see that be very apparent. Like, where they just need another guy who they aren't going to have all the attention on uh, Jokic. Because he can't do everything. He can't make shots for other people when he dishes dimes. Right. Which... He does consistently. He's so good, man. It's so good. He's so smooth. And because it's slow, it's not, like, super impressive. But it's, like, still, like, he just did that. Okay, cool. All right. And he's seven, you know, seven feet tall and passes extremely well. He just picks you apart so easily. It's so funny. Like, he's just a good basketball player. Yeah, he's just great. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to watch. But, yeah, sure, they're going to miss Real Murray, but I still think that So you aren't calling the series already? I am calling the series already. Especially okay. well, Michael Porter Jr. now being hurt. It's a tough, tough. Yeah, it's tough. 
Like he, I guess he was. I did was half awake for the last series, the last game. Um, but I know they said I've been hearing that he was struggling pretty bad. So, like with his, pain, his back pain, he had to like ice it up or heat it up before. Um, <clears throat> so if that's the case, yeah, then they're down to only one score really, and you're not gonna be able to beat a Suns team with the point guard and Book, who's on a freaking tear, like you're mentioning, and Mikael Bridges, who's a beast, and Jay Crowder, who's got, like, the biggest chip on his shoulder, salsa danced on LeBron James, like, he's some, I don't, that was crazy to see, but it was awesome at the same time, like, to think your nuts are that big is hilarious. <laughs> um, when you've lost him your entire career. Right. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton is a machine, like, making it, like, he's like, oh, I am, Wow. I am worth the first round pick. Wow, dude. Or the number one pick. So the Nuggets don't stand a chance with like you like completely compromised. So yes, they're missing Jamal Murray. I totally agree, but that doesn't mean they still might not like explore keeping him if there's a good option on the table. Like what if the like they're I'm gonna get to you in one second I'll just try to just propose still, hypothetically here. What if the like Blazers are like, we'll just do Jamal for a game. And they'd have to consider something yeah. like that. Or like Bradley Beal, yeah. obviously, which is what I was bringing up. But they're not going to be like, oh, we got to trade Jamal. Like, we're fine. That's not what I was trying to say. Yesterday. Sure, so. sure. Doge, thoughts on the Nugget Suns here? Is this completely toast? or? I think it's the Suns for sure. Yep. I don't even know if they're going to have a gentleman's sweep. Another time, another place, maybe, you know, it, I mean, I definitely think it would be more of a series, but just the Nuggets are not in the shape to beat the Suns, and the Suns are playing really well right now, so. Yep. Any other second-round reaction there so far? For for either side? Yeah, what do you got, just... Yeah, I would say, you floor's, know, floor's I... yours, Dosh. I think for sure the Suns are coming out of that, as I just said. Um, I do think... You know, it's going to be Jazz coming out of their series as well. Um, and I think nobody in the East will beat the Nets in a seven-game series. I know the Bucks won tonight, but it was like a weird, really low-scoring game, and the Nets are not going to score 83 points like on a consistent basis by any means. Like They're scoring so much more than that. So Durant, like Durant shot so poorly, and I don't think he does that again. I don't want to call it a fluke game, but it kind of was a fluke game in, in the sense that, yeah, they're never going to score that. You know, that's going to be the least amount of points they score in a game the entire playoffs. Yeah, probably. Maybe the entire season. I don't know if they scored any less than that any other game this whole year. But, yeah, who knows? You're right, Dosh. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's not typical Nets, and they barely lost to the Bucks tonight still. So, I think the Nets are making it out of the East. So, I mean, truthfully, if Bruce... Brown yeah. doesn't make a wild drive to the hoop at the end of the game and, like, takes his time and kicks it to Blake Griffin and then kicks it to Kevin Durant, they probably do win that game. But he just was like, oh, dude, I got a wide-open lane. Let me take it. But it wasn't as wide-open as he thought. So I kind of understood the thought in the moment. But you got to get it. It wasn't wide-open, but I can't say that I wouldn't shoot that same I, shot. That's, like, wide open for, like, an NBA guy, but, like, not right. up. He had, I mean, he had the left-hand, you know, lane where he 
you know, could drive in there, but he just... I mean, he was hot. Absolutely he, smoked it off dude, the backboard. you still got to let Kyrie I mean, or was, Kevin take Kyrie that Kyrie threw shot. the ball in, and he was the one that passed it to him, and he was double-covered, so he wasn't getting in. And he had to he had to go to Blake to go to Durant, but Bruce Bowen was hot tonight. Like, I think he had 18 or 20, and he was hitting mad little floater. So, like, I don't know. I understand why he did it, I guess, but you got you to gotta know better. There are six seconds left when he did that. You could have that's what pulled I'm saying. the ball back out. He, I think he was like he rushed. It. He rushed it for sure. Or he thought like maybe I'll drive in and try to get this draw the foul or somebody will be there for the rebound and like nobody crashed for the rebound either. So I thought that series was going to be a, a broom sweep a mop a sweep a sweep a mop a sweep a broom. I'm honestly but. kind of surprised that Steve Nash didn't have a better job or a better uh, play out of a timeout. Because then yeah. yeah. That play just seemed disorganized and like. Well, the Bucks could have just <clears throat> broken it down with their coverage, and then they're just like give it to Durant, who almost hit it too. So. Yeah, to tie it when it was already. Freaking Trey Young is making me look like a buffoon. He's awesome right now. <laughs> He's playing really well. I hate it. No, I don't. Fan. I don't actually hate it. It's good. It's he's on Colorado shorthanded. Why would I like? Why would I hate that there's good people in the league? It's actually awesome. He's just living up to the hype, which is really cool. People are doing like Devin Booker, same thing. Like we've never got to see him really peep the playoffs. Like didn't peep Team USA, gave him a lot of salt for that. It's like he didn't really play in any like big time games because the Suns were pretty butt cheeks till Chris Paul came to town. So it's like cool to see him in the playoffs where the game is completely different than the regular season. And, like, they're just like, oh, this play for Devin Booker's working? Let's run it again. Oh, and then we'll run it again. And then we'll run it again. And, like, that's how he ends up with, what did he have, 47 the other night or something like that? Yeah, he's, like, him he's, and Donovan Mitchell have been kind of competing with, like, who's going to go off each night. And they've been going off every night they play, so. It's been nice to see him do it again this year. Not that, like, I had really any doubts because he's, a, you can tell he's a real scorer, but, like. Donovan? Yeah, it wasn't like he was yeah, on yeah. some Tyler Hero bubble shit. And I'm calling him out for sure, boy. He was trash. <laughs> he was trash in the playoffs. So. Yeah, he's as much of a trash can as he is a bucket. Oh, man. I think he'll be bounced back next year. Don't worry. But not a good year for old bucket. <clears throat> um, okay, any other first or second round reaction thoughts anything? Bajoel and Bede looks pretty healthy, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Looking better. Clippers should have won their first game against the Jazz. They just went on a massive streak of not being able to do anything or stop the Jazz. I'm interested to see where, the, where that game ends up going tonight. Get a live update here. Very interested. <clears throat> um, okay, so let's move on then to little topic number two here. We got... Uh, we're going to use the old wheel of debate for a different reason here. We're going to spin the rumor mill. So, ooh, okay. Dang. Interesting score there. I've got uh, I've got four rumors that I've made up. I've got four rumors that are real on the NBA market. I'm going to spin the wheel, and I'll say what the rumor is. And you guys will let me know what you, if you think it's real or not, and then we can discuss, you know, if it is real, obviously. So, real quick, Donovan yes. Mitchell, Jeez. 11 of 16, oh boy. 5 8 from 3, 27 and a half. Jeez. In 19 minutes. 
I really wonder if they're gonna start putting Kawhi on him now too. Like, here we go. Lock him down. Lock him. Put the claw on him. Put the claw on him. Okay, you boys ready? Yes. There's eight different ones here. Come on, baby. What do we got? Number two? Number two. Kristaps Porzingis is frustrated with his role in Dallas and is potentially looking for an exit. We're saying true-false, right? Yeah, is that a true rumor or not? All right, Dej, on three. <clears throat> T or F? Just say true or false, I ask. One. First. Two. I, don't, I have to hold my phone with one hand, so I can't I can't make those letters you just made. Okay. Just say it's false. Okay. Does I say true. It is true. Wow. He's frustrated with his role. Doesn't mean he's necessarily interested in looking to move on, so it's kind of like a little half and half there. But he would like more of a role in the offense and stuff, so there is a chance they may move on from him. So, very interesting rumor there. I think he should have more of a role. Uh, I just, he needs to be on a different team, I think. I just don't, he doesn't, I don't think he fits with Luka. I just don't think, uh, he, he just is, like, not going to be the superhero of a team. Like, he's going to be the sidekick to someone else's superstardom, I feel like. Well, he had a little bit of it when he was in New York. I'm going to step and call him, like... He was a little bit of that superhero in New York. On a bad next team. But, like, he was good. And, like, they were okay with him. I just, I don't know. I want to say they had a pretty good record with him, didn't they? They were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. He was going to be, like, low-key an MVP that one year before he got hurt. Like, obviously there's a lot of games left, but... um. I don't know, man. It's just... Kristaps is interesting. He's got to get healthier. And he doesn't really, like, accept the role that they need him to be. Like, he needs to be, like, in the paint a bit more. And, like, then he can get more of his threes. And if he commits to a bit more defense, then he'll get his shots that he wants, I think. But I don't know. seems like sometimes he's just not as into doing all the dirty work that you need to be as, like, a big guy. Like, a lot of the stuff for a big just goes unnoticed, and I think that he, like, mm-hmm. wants all his stuff to get noticed. It's literally 6-3 to three in this game. Yeah, they just scored on an empty netter. It's over. Like, we just, like, hyped up the avalanche, and they just Yeah, got speaking of blowing it, dude. bro, on predictions, we talked up the avalanche. They were up 2-0. They looked phenomenal. They're going to lose four straight since we did that. Yep. They literally, yeah, they have not won. Mick Jesus, McKinnon, has not even scored, allegedly, since we said he was Mick Jesus on the pod. So, we, we have to... Right, we we're have, supposed to be down for three days. What happened? We have to revoke the name. He's just McKinnon. Now. That's the first time they uh, have lost four straight all season, too. Wow. At the worst time to do that. Yeah, no doubt. The Mavs just need to change something up. So if it's got to be Porzingis, it 
It's got to be, but I think they could keep him and just kind of work it, work it a, a little bit differently. Yeah, like they can't rely. It's like they have, on they're going to have a new coach now. So like that might be the difference. That just like are they? Carlisle's gone. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I forgot that I got that. Yeah. Update. Yes. Crazy. He has more time to do TikToks with his daughter now. Yep. Good for him. Terry Stotts is gone. Yeah. Indiana's coach is gone. Terry Stotts is gone. Carlisle's gone. Um, the Magic coach, Steve Clifford, is gone. Um, Dwayne Casey stayed. Yeah, you got to extend for a year. Yeah. Did, uh, well, no, the Hawks haven't done anything about Nate. Right? He's going to stay. He won the playoff series, so he'll stay for sure. Yeah. Let's spin the wheel, boys. Number two. That was a violent roll. I'm trying to get some noise on the pod for it, you know. Number seven. Okay. Here we go. The Hornets and the Mavericks are trying to pursue Jared Allen. Does you go first, you have honors. <laughs> Hornix and Mavericks are pursuing Jared Allen. I have my answer. I think it's false. False. It well, is true. Wow. I didn't think they were both going after him. And we were just talking about that with Porzingis. Another thing, it may be a Jared Allen big man switcheroonie. I think they need that that defensive center blocking type guy on both of those teams. I'm oh, in. So for like, cause some of those guards, I love me some Doncic. I enjoy me some Lamelo, but they can oh, get yeah. they can get beat one on one sometimes. So to have that guy back there who's just ready to make those blocks, I think would be important. So I love Jared. Could Allen. be a nice piece. He's a good addition I, to either one of those teams. I think though. So we might have to stats team this. I think Jared Allen is a restricted free agent, so the Cavs can match any offer. So it's not like he can go anywhere unless they're like, ah, we don't want him. So I Which think he can still be him. a Cav. I think he should still be a Cav. But they should want him. They should build with him. And, right. And well, they could pull some like sign-and-trade type thing too, potentially, I guess, those teams. Or maybe they'll just straight-up trade for him. I don't know. But either way. Yep. Okay. So I'm over two. Doge is one for two. Yep. Boys. Okay. Last one. Or maybe two more, potentially. Here we go. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> Number eight. Number eight. Free agent DeMar DeRozan is hoping to team up with former teammate Jonas Valanciunas on the Grizzlies next season, if possible. Mm. I think some cap stuff has to work out, or like they have to do some kind of sign and trade things. So let's. I would like to see it, but I feel like I've been wrong every time, so I'm gonna go with the answer that I don't think it is, and then was it false? I'm saying true. It is false. 
No. I, Dylan, also would like to see it. I'd like to see the Grizzlies get another vet in there. Yeah. I think they'd be cool to add another just dunker to that team. And, <coughs> so you're saying he hasn't openly come out and said that he wanted to do it? Or did he say that he doesn't want to do it at all? That is That rumor has never percolated on the internet. So it hasn't surfaced. I have made it up. I'm starting it right now. People are saying... saying People are saying DeMar DeRozan would like to join Valanciunas on the, the Grizzlies. Well, people are saying? People are what saying. Is, what is the Drake we're, thing? We're people. For which thing? DeMar. Oh, DeMar, I hear it, the less I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Such a great funny joke. The right. Golden Knights just... They're just... Stomped them. Absolutely smoked them. All right, I'm spending one more That's time. time. And we're going to go into halftime after this. I'm glad I got you on that one. I'm glad I stumped somebody on these fake ones. I was like, some of them are like, sound so fake, I thought. One of them is, sounds, is like, there's no chance it's real. But it's like, I had to put it in there. It's so funny. Now I want to hear it. Four. <laughs> Beautiful. What a number to end on. <clears throat> Rumor has it LeBron James gave up number 23 so Anthony Davis could give up number 3 so that Chris Paul could remain CP3 and join the Lakers next year. <laughs> Just the one you were just talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll do a different one because that one's just so absurd. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, like, they're still pretty good, though. Like, it's like... People who don't know anything on that, they'd be like, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's true. Right. Hold on. And if it does end up being true... I can't wait to play this clip if that becomes true. Holy crap. I'll just save it and loop it on my just Twitter forever. Right. All right, here we go. Different one. Montrez Harrell is currently upset with his lack of playing time in the playoffs. I'd like to sign with the new team. It's going to be false. No, that's false. It is false. Dude, I still thought he was on the Clippers when I thought. <laughs> because I was like, there's no way he's coming out and saying that in the middle of the series. And I was like, oh, wait. Here's the other two true ones while we're here. Uh, Kemba Walker and the Boston Celtics looking to break up this summer. So it'll be interesting to see what Brad does with little smiley Kemba. Yeah, what does that rebound look like, you know? Fresh off a breakup, how's the rebound? I'm really hoping we go for rebound. the real nice supermodel chick. Like a solid 10. That, <laughs> like the girl out in Portland, I heard, is real nice. I'd like to see what she's about. Oh. You know what time it is. Name time. Not going to happen. Um... Not a chance. Pacers are likely moving on from Miles Turner, and the teams that are interested are the Hornets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Pelicans. So that could be very interesting. <laughs> interesting as well, right up there. Huh. Dill just got an update for the Pacers Wizards game. One forty two to one fifteen. Super bizarre. No idea. MacBook's going crazy right now. Um, a while ago. 
Yeah. So yeah, good little segment there. I'll have to bust that out again. I think that was good. I'm I'm down for it. We'll bust it out closer to when there's some more off season rumors after all these teams finish up here. So call it like bust it versus lust it. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Let's move on to halftime. That could be good. <laughs> Toss it back to you, Dill. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network stuff specifically? Yeah, I thought it was pretty unique. You know? Certainly a unique name. Nobody's ever claimed you not to be unique, Dill. Well, that leads me perfectly into my segment of this halftime show. So, long-time listeners or first-time listeners, give you a real quick rundown of what to do on social media to find some Cheap Seats stuff. On Facebook, The Cheap Seats Network. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, right? Easy enough. Okay. On Twitter, at underscore, oh, The underscore Cheap underscore Seats. And SN stands for... I was trying to throw it in last minute with my hint as far as something being unique. For, you know, identifying myself. Special name. Not what I thought you were going to say there. (laughs) Identifying yourself. Yeah, unique, special. Yeah, don't identify yourself. Name yourself as the hint, the unique part in identifying. I already said my guess. Clearly wrong. This is a real thing. They're never real things. This is a hundred percent a real thing. I would I would be confident in saying that most products okay I know what it is syrup cereal number noodles dose the first ever with three hints given (laughs) (laughs) I guess twice I cheated and teach with the syrup shout out I love syrup I'm I'm with T on this one. You know what? Just to prove Doge wrong, it's the syrupy newcomers. Oh. That stands for... Well, Canadians. The cheap syrupy newcomers. Doge, where can we find the clubhouse-specific stuff? Yeah. You can find us on Facebook. Okay. Name is The Clubhouse. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Eat. Crazy. The names there are a little bit different. They're okay. Clubhouse underscore TC Syrupy Newcomers. TCSN <laughs> for Syrupy Newcomers. Excellent. That sounds uh, TCSN good. for the Chief Seas Network. So give us a follow, like, subscribe, comment, retweet, repost, DM. Yeah, share some love, you know? We try to share some love. Absolutely. I'd like some love. Yeah, a lot of love. Give a little love to our friends at Platinum Digital Solutions, Jarrett Beck. The boys helping us out, doing some marketing for us. Big shout out to the boys. Shout out to our guest we're going to have on the pod. 
Here in a second, we're about to give him a ring. Brad Bacho. He's here to talk a little ice time with Dill here coming in the third quarter. So uh, let's give him a ring, see what we got. Well, playoff puck period. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us tonight, friend of the show, former Glee Club member with Doge and I here. You might see him on the streets of Phoenix. Mistaken, you might mistake him for Brooks Kepka, allegedly. A couple ladies did that today. He's been in the Air Force. He's got a beautiful voice, a beautiful face. He's a beautiful man. Our good friend, Brad Bacho. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Hey, TJ. Thanks for that glowing intro. I, uh, <laughs> I'm quite flattered, I must say. Absolutely. When we got a great guest like you on, man, we got we got to hype you up, of course. So we appreciate you being on. We appreciate you coming on to talk a little hockey with us. I understand you're a Lightning fan here. I am. It's been a, a roller coaster. Uh, my whole life I've been a Lightning fan. Uh, they came into the league when I was born in 92. Um, in my youth, I remember when they won the Cup in 04 with, uh, with old Vinny and, and St. Louis. But uh, it's nice. been a grind since then. The last six years have been pretty fun to be a fan, I must say. Absolutely. Well, we got uh, our old buddy Doge, as I mentioned, on, on the pod here too. But our friend... Uh, my buddy from high school, Dylan, is on the pod, and he's a big Lightning fan. So I'll let you guys chum it up here for a little bit about that, and then I know he's got some questions about the playoffs for us. Oh, man. Dylan, good to be among friends. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. it's uh, Especially in Cincinnati, Ohio, I don't have a lot of Lightning fans around me. Um, so, yeah, it's always, it's always fun to run into a random Lightning fan somehow. You know, when I was – so I, I've been to a couple games. I uh, spoke about the game I just went to because I went to game four down in Tampa this past weekend. Um, I was oh. there for the first game of the first series of the Islanders back in 04 when they ended up winning the cup that time. So I've been to some cool games. I've also been to Columbus when we ended up getting swept in the playoffs a couple years ago. Um, went this season when we lost... Uh, it was like on a Tuesday night in uh, Columbus, oh, Columbus yeah. and Tampa didn't even look like we wanted to show up and play in Columbus on a Tuesday, which, you know, can't really hate on them yep, for. Don't blame so, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> as far as just kind of, you know, the lightning, it's, you know, it's something that, that's my only hockey team. I have other teams in baseball where I, because I'm an all-Tampa, all-Cleveland person, so I have multiple um I have multiple baseball teams. I have multiple football teams. I only have one basketball and one, you know, hockey team. And the Lightning are definitely dear to my heart. So it's it's great to hear that we have a Lightning fan on here for a little bit of a different perspective than what I bring all the time. So yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I'm uh, I'm an all Tampa guy myself. Uh, the only thing I'm not uh, Tampa sports allegiance is uh, basketball. I'm a big Spurs fan, but. Uh, it's one because Tampa doesn't have a team, and two because I've, I've moved eighteen times in my life, so I have to <laughs> learn about what basketball was as a sport when I lived there. So I kind of just stuck. So sure, hey, we love a good Tim Duncan fan on the pod as well. So yeah, I mean, oh, always in two K, I did have the Tampa Bay Palms. So sure, yep, I stand corrected. I will become a Palms fan immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun to mess around with. Oh, that's great. The Palms. For sure. Hey, we had the Tampa Raptors this season. Didn't work out as well as we would have liked. But yeah, they kind of sucked. 
Yeah. Well, that's very true. The tr- the the, sa- the tropical raptors yep. were a thing this year. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. Not a good experiment. Didn't seem like. Well, Dill, let's let's uh let's get into some playoff hockey here. Or Doji, do you have anything to say to Bacha before we get going? Oh, I'm just muted. It's tremendous. There you go. <laughs> trying to keep my cat meowing out of the background, and that's always how it works. But dude, it's a it's a pleasure to have you on. Long time no talk. Uh, right. Excited to yuck it up. Thanks, man. Thanks again for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Dude, absolutely. <clears throat> Any Brooks Kepka stunt double we can get on the show, we'd love to have. So. And it was a it was a fun day in Chipotle today. I just walk in and some people just started screaming. I was like, "What what the heck is going on here?" And they were just like, "Brooks, you look just like Brooks." And I was like, oh, "Okay, this again." Hey, it could be worse people to be mistaken for, you know? Like, no, sure, I'm flattered. I mean, right? I, like Bryson, when he's got the little facial hair going. It's a little bit less, but all okay. the same, I see it when he's clean shaven a little bit. Okay, it, it was a fun day. It's funny because me and Doge are both like, I don't really see it. And then we, I was like, Dill's like, let me see a picture of Brad. Like, what does he look like here? He's like, oh, I can see it. So I guess since we just know you, we're like, nah, probably not. But maybe from afar, <laughs> it's got, it's a little bit closer. So yeah, sure. Either way, it's super funny. Well, Dill, let's get into some playoff questions here. What do you got for us? Yeah. So I guess first off, from your perspective, I guess, you know, have you been watching other teams play? Have you watched many of the other games so far this postseason? Oh yeah, I've I've been really invested this season because coming off of a tough uh, a tough Cup defense year, mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you, Dylan. You, I'd like to get your perspective on this as well. But it's kind of the best year to be a Lightning fan or in any sport. The year after your team wins because. It's, it's kind of like you're at the pinnacle of, of joy and, and you want to see if they can repeat. You obviously want to see them get that back-to-back. But if they lose, it's just as a fan, you're just kind of like, oh, well, we had it last year. Let's, let's, let's get back to it later. So um, going into the playoffs, I was pretty scared by the Canes and the Avs. And I actually mm-hmm. put a preseason bet on the DraftKings on the Avs to win it all this year. Um before you ask me why I didn't put it on the Lightning, I uh, I, I like to comment things very objectively. So I like when that. I when I looked at the Avs in the preseason and just throughout the year and, and the playoffs, I know they're on the brink now. Uh, Vegas is really coming to their own this series, but um, I just looked at them and they, they've kind of been on a uh, on a tear the last few years, kind of in a build up similar to what the Lightning were doing prior to their win last year. So yes, I've been following very closely. Um, and I think we've got a really good field and a, and a really good Final Four um, pending to that Habs matchup over there. So, Yeah, so, uh, you know, what was it, last week? Or I've been talking about the Avalanche for yeah, a little right. while now. And right. going back to last season in the bubble, you know, right before we got into the playoffs, I was talking about how Nathan McKinnon's going to be, you know, one of the guys for the sport that's like the Sidney Crosby is like the face of the league kind of guy where he's like, just a young gun, does really well, has a lot of success, is on a team that's building that he can help, you know, bring them over the edge. And, um, you know, leading up to so far in the playoffs up until about a week ago when I talked about how great the Avalanche were doing and how I did not want to face them as a Lightning fan, they have not won a game since, and they were just eliminated 6-3 to in game six in Vegas. So 
the other thing I was saying is that the team that ends up beating them might even be worse to play because they're better than I thought they would be. Right. And they're so, hot now, too, probably. Right. Um, you know, I, I said that Montreal was was potentially going to sweep the Jets, and they ended up sweeping them um, after a tough seven-game series in, or not in Toronto, but against Toronto. I think it's going to be interesting to see the Canadian team in Montreal have to play the Knights with not having any fans all year. And still, even in the playoffs, they haven't had fans. So I'm very curious how that's going to look. But when you have a hot goaltender, especially a veteran like Carey Price, it's tough to beat. So Montreal, they also have the best penalty kill right now in the league in the playoffs. So that's that's something I'm looking for where it's like, do we really? And, and we, for our show, we talked about they had, what was it, a four-peat? Yeah. Back in the 80s right. and 70s. So... We've been talking about them a lot in the last two months on our show just because when we introduce, you know, what episode it is, we go over the uh, championship winners, and right. they had plenty of opportunities to make a showcase on our show. So right. maybe we talked it into fruition. I don't know what happened there. But they're scary. They're good defensively. They find to have timely goals. Um, the Golden Knights have been pushing towards the championship since they've been in the league, which is really impressive. Um, yeah, they have been. It's been pretty cool. As you uh, said, as Brad, the Lightning have been really competitive and either made a deep run into the Eastern Conference playoffs or have made it all the way to the Cup a few times now in the last six years or seven years. And we've had, you know, we have some just like awesome name brand guys. I mean, you have your Cooch, you have Hedman, you have Vassy, who took over for Ben Bishop, who we beat in the Stanley Cup last year for the Stars. And a lot of guys that have kind of built into this, like, role organically, you know, and and Tampa hasn't signed, like, the big guy that is like, oh, shoot, they just signed Ovechkin or something like that. These are guys that they've had for a while. like that guy, though? They drafted him, though. That's fair. I mean... So like they draft a yeah, they did. They did draft Stammer. They got. Uh, I'm saying they just haven't they, signed those guys. That's fair. You're no, right. no, for sure. It seems like they've gotten the entire uh, New York Rangers team in trades over the last four or five <laughs> years. But, but other than that, I mean, absolutely. They, um, as far as the trades go, I mean, the Lightning were an all skill, no grit team, uh, which kind of coasted them through the regular seasons. And I think that uh, first round Columbus sweep, which. As a Lightning fan, this pains my soul to say, but I would say there's a, a pretty heavy argument for the biggest upset in hockey history there. Um, if, yeah. if not the, the most, um, then it's probably arguable um, in there. But ever since that, I think they were like, you know, we, we need some tough guys. We need, we need some vets. We need some people who are going to um, hit. And that's where we saw Maroon and deadline okay. deals like Savard and and uh, Bogosian, who's now on Toronto, but was a huge exactly. piece in last year. So you got to have it all in, in hockey. But you guys made a really good point about the, the abs. Um, I think that is the pot effect. You guys talked about it, and then and then they started losing. But hey, yeah. Um, I I was really excited. Um, the game before they just got eliminated, they moved uh, Landeskog to the to the second line, and mm. I thought that was actually going to be huge for them that's what the lightning have done with Stamkos now mm-hmm. and I, I thought that would kind of diversify their attack from being just a, a powerhouse first line um and it, it didn't i mean you've got a vegas team who's firing all cylinders right now i'm very excited for that 
that Hab series too, as you yeah. guys were saying. So. Yeah, yeah, and again, a veteran goalie that's just hot, Mark Andre Fleury. Like he did it in Pittsburgh for years, and then he goes to Vegas, and he, you know, kind of gets benched for somebody who's you know is a younger guy coming in, and then through the season he ends up coming back in, and he's just playing his mind out. Like so. I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited where we're at as the Lightning fan. Uh, we played the Islanders last year in the semifinals to, you know, obviously beat them and go on to the Stars for the Stanley Cup. Now, did you have any of this as a Lightning fan where people said that we kind of stole the championship because we played a Dallas Stars team that wasn't really that good? Um, I heard some of that. Not a lot, though. I heard more of, like, um, people are always going to hate what's great. So any time there's a sure. team that's been good for a long time, it generates some some more negative commentary. But for me, the comments were more like, "Oh, it's an Asterix Championship. It's it's the COVID Cup." So yeah, um, I mean, I don't really buy that. I, I think uh, I think all the the, the pro sport um, playoffs that happened last year were arguably more difficult. Um, being in a bubble and having all those restrictions. Um, it took away things like home field advantage, which is obviously, as you all know, a massive proponent in sports. So um, you have matchups that felt a little bit more like uh, a large madness, per se, in sports. Um, so, I mean, I think it, it was arguably more difficult to attain last year. But, um, no, I, I think the Stars were – the Stars last year kind of feel like the Islanders this year. The Islanders came in as a four seed. And, I mean, they have a great squad chemistry-wise, but I don't – I don't think a lot of people would have had them um, grinding through Pittsburgh and Boston like they have now. They have a very difficult road to the cup. So I think the Stars just really had it come all together, and they deserve to be there. So would you say that the Stars aligned for them? (laughs) The Stars aligned. (laughs) Not enough. So I thought the other... The shot for the moon. (laughs) The the other thing that was cool (laughs) is that the Stars head coach was one of John Cooper's assistant for a while... And then there was kind of like assistant versus head coach and like kind of how that would develop. And obviously we got the best of them. But for we'll talk about this series a little bit now that we know who we're playing against the Islanders. um, You know, what are some of the things that you're looking for, whether it's from the Islanders perspective or the Lightning perspective on kind of what needs to happen for each team or what kind of players are going to play key roles that, you know, maybe aren't your – brain points um you know of, of the series is there anybody that stands out or anything that stands out for this next uh next series between the islanders and the lightning well i, I think you said it right that the stars have aligned for the lightning players as well as the dallas stars in last year's run so uh kucherov has a hip injury hadn't played all season now he's leading the entire playoffs right. in, in uh, point leaders with 18 yep um we we know that uh Peugeot and Palmieri are also having great uh, playoffs for for the Islanders, and, and that's what they're expected to do. These are your stars. Mm-hmm. They need to play their, their best hockey in the playoffs. So right. I think Peugeot, too, has um, – I think we have uh, – I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Mayfield and Peugeot are leading the league in plus-minus over the playoffs. Um, but as far as the Islanders, there's not much that they're not doing right. It's their chemistry – Go in this playoffs is scary. It's reminding me of how the Lightning were last year. Uh, not to say they don't have it this year, but uh, I think this will be the toughest test so far for us. But um, to answer your question, uh, for me, it's all about the, the three line. And I think it was all about the three line last year, too, that Goudreau, 
Gord and Coleman line, um, the Islanders are scrappy. They they got they got bodies everywhere. They put pucks on net and they they play really really savvy savvy hockey. And Goodrow, Gord, and Coleman are known for doing that same thing. They they are always greedy. They're in the play and they're very very aggressive. And they always have a different style um, than the other three lines that the Lightning have. So I think for them to be uh, difference makers and to help keep momentum on Tampa's side is going to be crucial in the series. I think that there's a little bit of uh, kind of team of destiny with the Islanders this year. Kind of similar to the Tampa last year with, like, they they're coming off that sweep at Columbus the year before, like, out to prove that they were, you know, the good team in the regular season that they were. And then, you know, similar to maybe Virginia when they lost to the 16 seed. Um, this is the last year that the Coliseum is going to be where the Islanders are playing. So for them to be making this run is really special. And it's kind of like maybe that's just kind of what's willing them to all these victories along with that chemistry and stuff as like this is the last time that they get to play in this awesome historic place. So maybe they're just having one more historic moment like in this spot, uh, which is pretty cool. So I think that's kind of one of the other like factors as to like you can kind of feel that with New York this year, I feel like. They just got oh, yeah. that Team of Destiny vibe to them. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be very scared, but last, I mean, I really thought Colorado was the team of destiny going into the playoffs so far. And uh, the fact that they failed, um, I guess it gives me more faith as a Lightning fan that the, that the Islanders will fail. But no, I, I think you're 100% right. If they, if they beat the Lightning in the series, I would not be surprised, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing I'm looking at, though. The two championships and Stanley Cups that we have, we've had to go through the Islanders to beat uh, to win it. So this is just another wow. another kind of formality where you know we have to play them if we're going to win the cup. Not <laughs> saying it's a formality that we're going to beat them, but, yeah, but it's it's just a classic. You got to beat the Islanders to get the cup. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a salute. It's just like hey, you again, right? You know. And we also because we beat them four to two last year. I mean, it wasn't like that series was not competitive, and we just blew them out of the water the four games we won, and it was almost a game that we could have won in the other two games. But, mm-hmm. like, having a six-game series and then facing the same team again in the same round of the playoffs, they there was blood in the water. They want us. They, I bet, if anything, they would be like, dude, we want the Lightning because we want to be able to beat them, right? beat the defending champs, and then move on and get our own cup. Right. So I think for them, obviously, it would be really bittersweet to have that victory and, and have the matchup overall. If we can convert on our penalty, um, our power play attempts, like we have been, we're at 42% in the playoffs this year. That is unheard of. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been very, very, very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, just as a fan, uh, the Islanders... I don't think they've had a great kill with the playoffs. Am I correct in that? Uh, I can double-check on the stats team. I know that Montreal was first. I believe Tampa was... They were at, like, 77%, but I don't know what the actual ranking was. So give me a second. I'll look it up. But we'll uh, continue on, I guess, with that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Islanders... I remember reading a recap article the other day, and I remember reading i thought that their penalty kill has not been strong so that combined with uh 42 percent that tampa's churning in is uh 
it's going to be a very interesting storyline and, and something I've been seeing a lot of in the last two games of that Kane series was, of course, just more people just talking for the sake of talking. It's, oh, Tampa can't score on the five-on-five. Five. Well, I mean, we're second in the playoffs right now in five-on-five five goals. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I think both teams are extremely ready for this series. Uh, getting through Florida, that in-state sunshine, sunshine state rivalry, mm-hmm. and then going through the Canes, who are also looking a little bit like a team of destiny. And, and same thing for the Islanders, going through Pittsburgh, who's always a tough out. And uh, their most recent series with Boston. I know a lot of people at Boston winning all this year. So mm-hmm. uh, it's Clash of the Titans right now, truly. <clears throat> I definitely thought Boston was going to make some noise. So it's very interesting to see the Islanders get past them. And like I said, that adds to that little team of destiny thing there. But the, the Tampa Bay has been looking really good. And, and with Cooch coming back for the playoffs, it's been huge for them. So um, <clears throat> what do you got next for us, Dill? Yeah, I was gonna say, Doge. Do you have any you have any hockey bits that you want to add here, or are you just kind of tuning in for the, for the info, or is there any are there any questions you have for Brad? Oh no, I mean, uh, I was I was kind of letting you run it with the with the ice time with Dill. I mean, I'm still kind of shook over how poorly we predicted the Avalanche series, but um, <laughs> I was yeah. I was happy to see the Lightning advance. I know we had talked about them coming out of their side of it, so. Um, you know, it was good to see that, that that prediction didn't go fully by the wayside. But um, yeah, it was nice to see you break the curse still of going to games that they lose at too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now you got to feel more comfortable in going to more. You know, because if you, they would have lost, then you might have been banned. Yeah, they like I'm not going to Reds games right now. My <clears throat> my gamesmanship would have been remote uh, revoked by the Lightning. They would have contacted me and asked, "Hey." uh, Politely, we're going to ask you not to come to any more games. Okay, You just get an email. It's like, hello, excuse me, sir. We've noticed that you've come to three games and every single one's been a loss. We'd ask you to please attend. Via your television. <laughs> so I just saw the uh, penalty kill stats. The Islanders have the third worst in the playoffs with only a 61% penalty kill. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hopefully... They don't make the adjustments that we, you know, uh, that they would want to, and we can just convert out a bunch of penalties throughout the playoff series against them. But yeah, Barry Trotz <laughs> is going to have that as a key area. Which I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the name Barry Trotz, I just think about that uh, that Washington series from three years ago where we lost in Game Seven, and I get PTSD over that Tom Wilson beatdown over Eric Chernak. But uh, but we don't have to talk about it. Oh, I shouldn't have even brought it up. I shouldn't even say anything. The bad. Hey, nope. you know what? We have a solid group of guys. I love the names that we have: Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak. <laughs> you know, you Braden know Yanni Gord, Braden Point, Braden Braden Point. Vasilevsky. You know, perfect. Oh yeah, dude. So I mean, I I loved the team that we had back in the day with like uh, Lacavier, Martin Saint Louis, Ruslan Vedetenko, um, Dave Andrichuk. You know, some of those bigger names. I know I'm forgetting a few, but it's been 20 years, so give me a break. Yeah, it's um, been a long time. Yeah, just having those fun names on the team. Like, you feel like they're maybe better than they actually are. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So, I think it'll be exciting. Do we have any predictions from you? I don't like talking about my team or betting on them. So, when you were talking about betting on the Avalanche, 
I understood that because, totally. yep. because last year I cannot bet. I don't bet on my team. I was up at the lake with Tej, and the Lightning were like plus eight hundred to win the playoffs um, last year, and I was like, you know what? That would be some good money, but if I don't bet on them, you gotta save the karma for the dub, not the cash. correct. Correct. That's yeah. exactly it. So, if you want to throw a prediction out there, we're more than willing to to listen. If Doge and Teach have any predictions between the Canadians and the uh, Knights and the Lightning Islander series, you know, I think we should throw those out now before they get started. I'm going Golden Knights are going. Wow. And I'm hoping that the Islanders used up all of their energy in a classic New York versus Boston bout so we can get... Lightning versus Knights. I couldn't tell you how many games for either because it's. I think they're going to be both big time fights. So could be okay. about seven or six for both. So you would hope in the semifinals, you know, just have a good series. Yeah, but both. it's like all about the like you're saying kind of too like hot tender like the hot tenders. So which seems like everybody's kind of got one right now, but you never know. Yeah. Someone could get cold, so it could just be one, two, three, done. Right. Done, obviously. Dozier? I'm doing the same predictions as T. I'm not going to go against the Knights again. We saw what happened last time. I think they're making it to the final against the Light. Okay. That prediction is still alive. We're going to keep that part strong. Okay. We said they were going to make it out of their side, so I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm pulling for you, Brian. I'm pulling for... <laughs> or, sorry, I'm pulling for you, Dill. I'm pulling for you, Bacho. Um, so, maybe if you don't have a prediction on who's going to be coming out of each series, Brad, because I'm not going to do that, who would you want to see? Mm. Um, well, question. the hockey fan in me, just for the sake of seeing how the series would go... Would really like to see a Habs Islanders series because I think it is the definition of what no one would have ever been expecting. And it's just two teams whose chemistry got hot at the right time. And it would, I mean, nothing super flashy. We'd just be seeing two, uh, we'd be seeing a goaltender on one side and Price who would put the whole team on his back and, and just great chemistry on both sides and just from a hockey purist perspective it would be a very fun and fulfilling series but as far as prediction wise um, I'm really not far off what you guys did I got no problem making a prediction there you go. Um, like, like I said I, I, I bet $100 on the freaking avalanche um, preseason <laughs> Tough. so uh, like we're good but I don't know just little inklings um, but again I'm with you guys I don't I didn't see anyone beating the Avalanche, so the fact that after getting hit in the face pretty hard, mm-hmm. the Knights figured them out and, and cruised in those last couple games, I, I think I think we can see a six or seven game series out of it. Price is going to win them some. I don't see them getting swept or, may, or not even in five games, but I do see the Knights taking it. I do see the Knights getting to the final. And on the other side, um, Tampa honestly... Again, objectively here, uh, Tampa's had two really good tests in the first two rounds, and and I know the Mm -hmm. Islanders have as well, but I think Tampa's ready for what the Islanders have. And beating 
the Canes in five, which honestly the Canes played well enough to win probably four of those five games, if we're being honest. So the fact that the Lightning ended the series fast, they, they haven't had rest and they've had some injuries. We had those scary injuries with, with Kucherov and Sergachev that ended up not being serious. Yep. I know uh, so, so Vard and um, mm-hmm. Savard and Chernak have been roughed up too, uh, threatened to miss time there. So they needed rest. So they're, they're coming in here uh, battle-tested and ready. So I, I think they can handle the island. I'm going to give it six games, honestly. Ooh, I like okay. to hear it. It puts a game number on it. Love to so hear it. So I, I think that hockey, more so than other sports, is one of those sports where you have to go through some adversity to be able to get through some of the tough moments because hockey, hockey games are a grind. Like, you know, in basketball, if you just aren't making shots one night, you're probably not going to win just because you aren't hitting your shots. Whereas in hockey, the amount of scoring, it's, it's very similar to soccer where it's low-scoring games. You know, you have to really capitalize on opportunities or be able to defend opportunities from the other team. One thing that I really like that we did in that series against the Canes is how many shots that we blocked before allowing it to get to Vassy, which I remember the Penguins doing that to us in the playoffs years ago, and it was like, dude, how can we not get a shot off? This is absolutely ridiculous. So I, I really like that defensively from us. I think that we have the pieces to be able to do it, and we've overcome and gone through so much crap over the last few years where it's like they've shown they have the grit to be able to get through a tough series. I would like to see Tampa, obviously. I think that they should move on, looking at the two teams individually. And I would love to see Montreal Put pull ga- through. Get out of here and pull a games on it, dude. Quit being, <coughs> a, quit being a little B. Come on, Dill. Like, well, we've heard you say you want Tampa to go to the finals a million times. Like, how many games is it going to be? Yeah. Seven, six, five? Come on. Come on. I think we're going to win the first two at home. We're going to lose game three, and then we're going to win the next two. There you go. That's so, five. lightning in five. That's five. Okay. Okay. I like it. And then I think we're going to face Montreal. Okay. Carey Price in the net. Probably is one of his last runs, if not his last year, in the league. Ooh. We've been talking about the Canadians mm-hmm. for two months on the pod in and out. They've been getting a lot of good love. And right. this is the only reason I actually want the Montreal Canadiens to go. Is to say, screw you and beat them and say that Tampa Bay Rays are not going to Montreal for anything. Get out of here. <laughs> That's funny. We're Tampa. <laughs> I like that, though. Oh, I like it. I like it, Dylan. I like the pride. Um, I could definitely see the Habs rolling out, too. I, I and part, of, part of me thinks that they could and that they should, but that's a that's a that's one of the better semifinals I can think of that we've had in a while, honestly, just storyline-wise. I agree, yeah. for sure. Um, is that all we got for you on the ice time deal or anything else for... Yeah, I mean, I, I got through, you know, most of the stats and stuff that I had on the Lightning just kind of pulled up or you know if I didn't talk about it you know Brad did with uh Cooch leading the league with 18 points in the playoffs so far uh Braden Point just something just to kind of shout out to to Braden in 55 playoff games he has 62 points which is seventh in Tampa Bay history Kucherov with 113 points in history for the uh the Lightning in the playoffs Victor Hedman with 81 in second so he has a significant lead the number of points in the Tampa Bay Lightning Jeez. playoff history. Man. So, that's, yeah. that's phenomenal. Um, 
All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for Ice Time with Dill, if I'm not mistaken here. So, um, Brad, while we got you here, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to shout out um, or, uh, you know, anything you just want to say here before we let you go? We really appreciate you being on, man. Hey, no, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, I've got one little shout-out. Uh, for anyone who didn't know, Dylan, I'm sure you, you probably know, but uh, last year, do you guys remember – when Stamkos had a serious abdominal injury and didn't play in the playoffs other than like a minute and a half of ice time in that game. With the goal? Yep, with the goal. He came in and, and literally yeah, cool. scored one right back to the bench. Everyone know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. It's a, it's now embedded in hockey lore. He actually tore his groin on that play. Oh, my gosh, crazy. So he went out there, ill-advised, should not have been in the game, period about 30% health. There's videos of him, like, wincing in warm-ups that game. He goes out there, scores a goal, and on that breakaway that he had on the right wing before he took the shot, he tore his groin on top of everything else he had. So just a quick little shout-out to Stammer before we get this series started. Absolutely. Love it. Stamkos, what a legend. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Bacho, we appreciate it, man. You keep walking into Chipotle looking like Brooke Tepka. I think that'll pay off for you, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. Those teams, Dylan. Um, appreciate it, guys. Anytime you need, it, need me, I'll, uh, I'll be here. Yeah, hey, hopefully we can have you back on if they uh, they take the cup. Heck yeah, happy to do it, and I'll, I'll keep listening to the pod. You guys are great. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. You have a good one, dude. You guys, too. Good night. Good stuff, Brad. Night. See ya. Gotta love old Basho there. Let's move it on here to the fourth quarter. We're going to have Doge here kicking off a little uh, Formula One, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Little Doge, yes, little Doge, little one. Doge, one. Exactly it. So, uh, we had one heck of a weekend in yeah. Azerbaijan, Baku Grand Prix. Uh, was texting Tej about it, about it while I was just stuck in the airport for hours on end uh, while I was traveling back this weekend, but got to pull it up on my phone. It was a really dramatic race. Um, you know, Charles Leclerc, the Ferrari driver, wound up getting pulled, but he lost it pretty quickly. Lewis Hamilton wound up catching the lead, and then the Red Bull guys were able to jump him through the pits. Um, so Verstappen and Perez were in it, and then uh, you know, it really came down to you know, some crazy tire blowouts late race where Lance Stroll for Aston Martin had one of his tires just blow out, no debris or punctures or anything. Um, he was in fourth place, got knocked out of the race. And then, you know, maybe 10 laps later, the same thing happens to Max Verstappen while he's leading the race. So obviously, you know, he's in first for the construct for the driver's championship. Red Bull was at first for the constructors and to have their, their top guy, you know, just have a tire blowout, tire failure, and, you know, to no fault of his own was just really brutal. They had to red flag the race with only three laps to go, and so they pulled everyone into the pits, stopped the race, brought it back out, got them all into the grid, and then sent them back off to finish the race. And uh, as soon as they restart, Lewis Hamilton, who now was in a really good spot to gain some points on Max Verstappen, his brakes were smoking. He goes down the main straight, looks like he's going to beat Perez, and then he just drives off into the corner. Oh, <laughs> crazy. I didn't, I didn't so, see the end because I had to go. But. Yeah, so he, he drives off. Um, 
his brakes went out. He winds up getting back in the race and finishes, but I think he finished 14th or 15th, didn't get any points. So Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton both got zeros, kind of canceled out a little bit, but um, Sergio nice Perez though. winds up getting the W for Red Bull, so they extended their lead in the Constructors' Cup. But yeah, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, still very close. Right. Um, mm. Which, yeah, uh, kind of brings me to the point of just the Drivers' Championship st- standings, still really close of Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, but it does become a bit of a two-horse race. Because the next two are all the way down. Um, So you have Max Verstappen at 105, Lewis Hamilton at 103 for points. Next best is Sergio Perez, who just won the race this past weekend at 69. Okay, I was going to ask where he was. Yeah, yeah, so it's a bit of a drop down. Um, Lando Norris in fourth place at 66, and then it goes even further down from there. So um, it is kind of just between the two mega dogs. I know we haven't been watching F1 for a real long time, but uh, I've got a few trivia questions for you guys. Hit me, Doge. I love it. And I wanted, to, I wanted to see who would who would have more points. So we're going to rack it up like TJ um, versus Dill like we used to do for the, the ice time in the hockey uh, trivia. Okay. And we'll see who gets the most points here. I think this would be a fun way to do it. I'm so... Ready. This is exciting. Um... Before we do this, actually, I want one take. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Okay. So, just bold prediction, off the gut, whatever you think. This past race was the first time this year that either Lewis Hamilton nor Max Verstappen won the race. There's someone from the rest of the field. So, for the next race, who do you got winning it? Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton... Or one of the other 18 drivers in the field. I have my answer. I think there's been... I think that was either the 6th or 7th race this year. My thought process is... Initially, it's like, gotta be Maxi Verstappen. Like, he's gotta be so pissed that his stupid tire popped and he's winning. Like... You saw him get out of the car and kick that tire. Like, he was so pissed. Like, he was going to win that race. Like, he was probably going to be taking the lead here. Then my second thought is, like, dude, Lewis Hamilton is so pissed that his brakes are messed up because he was definitely going to win that race. Probably even thought he was going to win it if Verstappen didn't lose his tire because he always thinks he's going to win the races. So he's even more upset, I'd think. And they're not in the place for the Constructors' Cup, so Mercedes is going to be trying to make up some points because isn't... Bottas's car was really messed up recently, and he didn't do well again, right? In this last right. race, so like they're right. really not doing well in that in the cup. So maybe they're really looking to bounce back with a big W. So I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton, but I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a, a great race. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think Lewis Hamilton's going to come back for the Mercedes boys. Max is a uh, Red Bull. Maxi, yeah, he is. Yep, Sergio Perez, the winner this weekend, and Max Verstappen are both Red Bull. Okay, like TJ brought up, Valtteri Bottas is Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes teammate. Okay, so um, one of the questions I had, real quick, did they ever get that other guy's tire off? No, Valtteri Bottas's. No, I mean they they did for a different race. <laughs> they eventually saw, got they it. Probably started off, or maybe they just got a new axle. Yeah, they just, like, took off the control arms and put on a new assembly. Right. Probably so. 
crazy. I would imagine so. But yeah, they got absolutely retired for that race. Um, you know, there's probably stuff you can't like do like maintenance wise during a race that like as soon as the race is over, they're probably like, all right, saw that thing off and then we'll yeah. Oh yeah. Put a new and one. There's things that you're allowed to do in the pit or things that you right. can't. You just have to retire the car. Exactly. It's so intriguing that it's all off of a book, like a booklet, essentially. Like that's the formula. Like that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet, but I am with you guys. I think Lewis Hamilton's winning the next race. The last two been have been while. street circuits. Um, last two have been street circuits. Uh, Max Verstappen's great on those, um, but when it comes to the longer straights and more of the the you know super track Grand Prix. Um, that's kind of where Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton shine. So I expect to see him get a comeback, bring Mercedes closer to the constructors' title, and uh, and just keep seeing you know Max and Lewis have a rivalry there. But yep. all right, now Trivia? to the game. Okay, yep, I had to get that take first before I got ahead of myself here. Sure, good call. I'm in. All right. So, how many teams are there in F1? Ten. Seven. Dill got it with ten. There's two drivers per team, so every field has 20 racers unless they get disqualified in qualifying. Okay. Right on. So that's Dill one to each. Zero. Dill. For an extra bonus point, if you can name all ten. No chance. Okay. So... Ferrari. You got one. Mercedes. Yeah. Aston Martin. Red Bull. Yes. Alpine. <clears throat> Renault. That's uh, Alpine, right? Correct. Yeah, Alpine so and Renault are the same. Five, five out of ten so far. Yep. Uh, are there any other major car manufacturers? Or are they like other teams? Like is McLaren There's... Like? There's two more that are actual car manufacturers that I think you would be able to get. McLaren? Yes. That's six. Who would the other car manufacturer be? Ford. Um, Ford. Okay. It's not BMW, is it? I don't think they're an F1. It is not. Yeah, I I think so. Um... Alright, so, yeah, so you didn't get the bonus six. point. I got six. The the other car manufacturer I thought you would maybe get would be Alfa Romeo. Okay, yeah. Well, their cars probably break all the time, so they probably don't do too well. They're not very good. Yeah. Alfa Tari is like the Red Bull B team. Okay. No, uh, there's Williams and Haas. Haas is the only uh, American team in Formula One. So, shouts out. They also uh, suck. Oh. <laughs> Nice. But you didn't get the bonus point, but... That's um, okay. I got six out of ten. You got six out of ten, so that was pretty good. All right, so... There's the Constructors' Championship and the World Drivers' Championship. Constructors' Championship is how many points you get as a team. Drivers' Championship is individual drivers and how many points they get. Okay. So, how many current or former World Driver Champions are still racing in F1? Now, there's a 20-person field... So you know it's no more than 20. Dill, 
You have the honors because you have the lead. I'll even make this multiple choice just to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Okay. If it's one of is the numbers a, in my head, going Is it A, 2, B, 4, C, 5? B, 4. That's the number I had in my head. A, 2. It is B, 4. Lewis Hamilton, current world champion, Sebastian Vettel, who had a great race, went from 11th place at qualifying and start to second place this past weekend. What team is he on? He is on Aston Martin, won four straight world championships with Red Bull. Red Bull, right? Okay. Yep, from 2010 to 2013. Okay. Um, The other one is Kimi Raikkonen who currently races for um, Alfa Romeo. Oh. But I believe he won with Ferrari. Okay. He sounds familiar. I don't know why. Yep. But, huh. And the last one is Fernando Alonso. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Who has had some stints in IndyCar and other racing, so you may have heard his name there as well. But he won with <laughs> Renault back in the day. Sure. Okay. Nice. All right, so we got Dill to Teach Zero. Teach, we need a bit of a comeback from you. Get, but get I, your I know multiple you choice ass helping Dill out of here. I had four in my head. That would have, I would have won that either way. Liar. Don't believe it. There is a lie. You're up. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so. Give him an opportunity to get bonus points. <laughs> wonder who his teacher spent here. It was whoever got that one right sure, yeah, going to yeah, have the yeah, opportunity sure. to get bonus points. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Teach, if you get these next ones right, then you can just get right back in here. Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to multiple choice. Let's do it. All right. So, last year Mercedes was the winner. They are on a seven-year win streak for Constructors' Championships. The last team to win it before them was Red Bull, who won it four years in a row. Outside of Mercedes and Red Bull's dominance in these last, you know, what is that now, 11, 11 years. years. Yeah. Can you name the team that won it in 2009? Sounds like that would be a potential Ferrari win. Going Alpine. It's a trick question. <laughs> because it's not a team that exists anymore. The oh. team was called Braun. B R A W N. Yeah. Well, I will give you guys both another option for the what is this? year before. No, listen to this. <laughs> you guys both got that wrong. I, for the year before. Happen? For the year before, it was a team that actually currently is racing that won it in 2008. McLaren. So you said it was Mercedes and then uh, Red Bull, right? So Mercedes has won the last seven years. Red Bull won the four before that. Okay. Braun won it in 2009. Okay. So... I feel like that's not a Ferrari year. Maybe Aston Martin. 
should have stuck to your guns there, Dill. It was Ferrari. Ferrari. They won it back-to-back in 07, 08. Dang, so that's when they were cheating a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. I've watched, I've watched some videos. There's a couple things on YouTube that I watch that talk about F1 a lot. And, like, <clears throat> there's some schemey stuff because it's all about bending the rules, not breaking them. And, <clears throat> yeah, Ferrari's pretty good at that. Sure. Not in a while, I guess. Well, they got in a a huge scandal about fuel consumption and fuel delivery with uh, F1. The way that they just recently they yeah Yeah. they they had uh, some parts that were against against regulations, so they actually got penalized for it, and they had to change their parts. Well, they had to uh, they had to help with the investigation, Mm. and the outcome of the punishment was never revealed because they were going to help the F1 committee or whatever it's called with determining if other teams are cheating. But they were caught because Red Bull, I believe, thought that there's like there's no way they're doing this without cheating. So they sent them a bunch of different ways saying, hey, are these things okay to do for like approval, which teams normally don't ask for approval. They just do it until they're told not to. Mm-hmm. Because they knew Ferrari was cheating, and like that was a really cool thing that I watched. It was like, oh wow, like that is so schemy. There is a lot of a lot of drama and a little bit of pettiness yeah. between between teams in the background, which I kind of think is great. Oh yeah, it brings entertainment to it. I'm sure. That's like all the and like there's lines. like some rivalries, too, right. but sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. But I I do watch some F1 stuff. Not just not the races right now. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, all right, so. There is one more question, T, but this does have an opportunity for bonus points at the end. For a potential tie of 2-2? For a potential tie. Okay. Wow. Of all constructors from, you know, the start of F1, so all of the different race teams, which team now has the most Constructors' Championships. And we'll start with Dill, because Dill has the honors. So which team has the most... How many total are there? Like, how many years have they been doing this? Do you have that number? The start was in 1958, was the last, like, the oldest Constructors' Championship that I saw. I feel like Ferrari had a lot of them, and they've been around the whole time. <clears throat> well, that's what I was going to say, so I'm going to say Mercedes. It is Ferrari. Just by the numbers, like... Yeah. So Dill got that one. to ask that bullshit question? <laughs> God! <laughs> How many have they won, Doge? That's your so that was going to be the bonus question. question. Of course it is. Oh. See, I was just trying to lead you into it without you telling, with a, you know, you really telling If T it gets it right, he gets three points and it's a tie. What? I don't want it. He earned it. <laughs> oh my gosh. He has to hit it right on the nose. How many do you think it is, though? So, been, so 58, you said... So it's 50 plus 13, so 63 years. I bet they have 
32, so it's just above 50% of the total Constructors' Cups. Teach? 24. A little disparity. It's only 16. Oh, wow. So you guys were shooting pretty high. Yeah, Ferrari's got the most with 16. Williams, who's like now one of the worst teams in Formula 1, has the second most of all time with 9. McLaren's in third with eight, and Lotus and Mercedes are tied with seven. Crazy. All seven of Mercedes have been won these last seven years. Mm-hmm. They just got Louis. And they just been so they're just streaking, yep. Yeah. Good for them. Who's in the lead Red this year? Huh? Who's, who's in the lead so far this year? Is it Mercedes? Red Bull is in the lead right now, and they are okay. right behind Mercedes. Well, not right behind. They're next behind Mercedes, but they only have four. Four? Total. Okay. The four that Sebastian Vettel won in 2010-2013, all the way through. Is there any, probably not, I guess, but is there any, like, that have, like, three, four that have, like, just don't exist anymore? Yeah, let me pull this up real quick, actually, because I, I have this chart right in front of me. Because um, I'm surprised that that number is so low for that, like, I mean, yeah, got so, a lot of just, like, single guys or something. Tied for seventh with only two is Cooper yeah. Brabham. B R A B H A M and Renault. Okay. Tied in tenth, which there's six teams here, with only one are are Van Wall, B R M, Matra, Tyrell, Benetton, and Braun, who won in two thousand nine. Right. Huh. But yeah, none of those teams exist anymore. Wow. Even Renault became Alpine. Right. So even they're not a team anymore. But yeah, the top three, Ferrari, Williams, McLaren, all still exist. Mercedes exists. Red Bull exists. So they're they're making the push. Teams of the future. Max Verstappen, driver of the future? Question mark. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so, so Dill takes this one. Tej, we'll send your your complaints to the ruling judges and uh, we'll get an official ruling. The The unofficial results, though, is that Dill wins 2 nothing. I will send a strongly worded email to the committee and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's all we have for the little, little F1 frenzy. Hopefully we have a good Grand Prix coming up in the next few weeks and we can recap on some more some more drama. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been that... That race was wild to watch, so I'm glad I tuned in for it, and hopefully we can get some other crazy ones. Hopefully less accidents for all the great drivers out there, like just more good racing. So, Is it on this uh, Sunday, Doge? No, we're taking a week off. Okay. Travel? Like four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're looking at, like, what, the 20th? June 20th? Right? Yep. After the FC game the next morning. Yeah. We'll hung over F1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on, boys, to our buzzer beaters. I'll uh, we'll go to you, Dill, first. What do you got? Yeah. So are are you, either of you guys talking about the old CFP? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just gonna kind of throw that in there as like a little extra buzzer beater. Sure. So, little quick one. College football. <clears throat> Throat's been a little raspy today after some events. Sure. <clears throat> Tough. Um, 
college football playoff, possibly moving to 12 teams. So they'd have six conference championships uh, or champions in there and then six um, bids, right? Or well, At large. At large, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So I think that'd be really cool. It's something that we've talked about, about how they should expand it, or at least I believe they should. I think that'd be cool to see more conference champs in. Top four teams get a buy in that model, <clears throat> allegedly, too. In this one? Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it happens that way. They still have to like, meet about it. That'd be cool, though. I'm, I'm down for it. Um, my actual buzzer beater was going to talk about the and congratulate the Oklahoma Sooners oh. women college softball team for winning the championship uh, against the Florida State Knolls. They ended up losing the first game against James Madison. It was a huge upset since Oklahoma was the number one team pretty much the entire year. They wow. lost in their first round matchup and then worked all the way through the losers bracket to come back and beat UCLA, who was the previous champ, which is actually from 2019 since they didn't compete last year for one. And, you know, always defe- uh, being able to defeat the defending champs is a huge toll, even if you are a better team uh, rank-wise. So I guess just shouts out to them. Good season. I watched a little bit of the um, softball World Series, but – they just went off against UCLA. Like the, I remember the girl who was pitching for UCLA back when they won it, and she was just a beast. She hits well, too. And then Oklahoma just went off on her on, in one inning. Like they had, It was a close game, and they had like seven runs in one inning in about five minutes. Like it was just like one, two, three, four, just consecutively. So yep. um, it was really cool just to see them end up prevailing as the number one team going through some adversity. I've talked about that before, and I think it's just cool to see a team not necessarily just steamroll through everyone in their matchups. So, right. Uh, they beat a really good Florida State team in the finals, so congrats to them. It's just like one of those classic cases where, like, a team will be like, oh, man, everything was just going right for those guys that night. And, like, a lot of the times you're like, whatever, man. Like, you yeah. just didn't come out and do it. But, like... They obviously showed that that was just a weird one-off that night, and then they came yeah. out and won the championship, which is a cool way. To, like, when you're one of those good, really good teams, and you've been that good all year, it's like good that they got that opportunity. And yeah, it's cool that they did. Too, so. And they ended up beating James Madison in an elimination game to get to the finals. I was just saying, I'm pretty sure they had to go back and take them anyway. So, so like, kind of got a little wrench. Yeah, a little wipe the stain clean there. So, yep. shouts out to those to the ladies there. Boom or sooner. I love it. Hey, you weren't paying attention. But the Jazz were just popping off. Jesus. So, Josh, what do you got here for your buzzer beater? So I was going to just... Okay, I'm going to break it up into two small, short buzzer beaters. Sure. Yeah, I was going to talk about Joey Votto, and then I was going to not talk about Joey Votto, but I have to talk about Joey Votto because he's back. He's yep. He had the dinger today, so it's good to see him. Votto's still dying. I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he's healthy enough to return to the lineup. So... Um. Did you see his quote the other day? I did not. Are you serious about the St. Louis? Wow. No. The S talking them efforts? No. Dude, I'll send it to you. Completely missed this. Yeah, you gotta send me that. He's wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. I can't I I can't even repeat it on the pod because your mom will be so upset. Like Joey doesn't swear. <laughs> but, well yeah, she's we gonna don't. have some words for Joey Votto then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't bleep out here, so I've definitely sworn on this pod tonight already. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the way that he was. 
I don't think you're dropping F-bombs. I don't think so. But watch it. It's totally possible. Anyhow. Could drop one out. But yeah, either way. Welcome back. It's good to have him. It's great to have him back. Um, okay, I lied. It's going to be three mini buzzy beaters. Third. Get him second. off. Yo, just pop off the shots. You got him, son. Second. He's hot. Todd Frazier signed in the Frontier League. Oh, heck yeah. He signed with the Sussex County Miners after being cut from the Pirates, so. Sure. Good for him. We're going to have him rolling through town. He's going to be going through Florence and coming up to to Cleveland, so right on. Doge, I'm going to play the clip for you because you have to hear it. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. We're doing it live. I think a great team series is hard to win uh, four games in a row. It's especially hard to win four games in a row on the road. And uh, I don't know. I think I read the last time we did that was in 1990. And, you know, we had some talking mother in St. Louis uh, after the first series sweep. And uh, it's kind of nice to go on their road, uh, you know, on uh, at their road ballpark and, and let them have it. We had some people sweeping brooms and like that while we were leaving. So how'd you like that? How'd you like that? How'd you like that? By the way, 1990 World Series Reds Champions, episode 90. That's all I got to say. Had to put it in there. Okay. So I had to carry throw on. it in there. Have done since 90? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So I love that. Um, so they tried to ice you with the timeout there, Doge. Coming out of the timeout, what's your final buzzer beater? It's okay. I wasn't even going to bring this up because I had completely forgotten about it, but then Dill talked about the College World Series for softball, so I had to bring it up, is Alabama pitcher Montana Fouts threw a perfect game uh, last week. It was June 5th. Um, only the fifth ever in, I think I think it was the College World Series history for softball. Sure. Um, but, yeah, seven innings, so 21 up, 21 down, on her 21st birthday. And shouts out, she's from Kentucky, Grayson, Kentucky, over in the east side. So. Sure. Much well, love. Talk about Congrats, a Montana. Of, talk about a heck of a party after that. Dude, yeah. You're 21 and you just thrown. Perfect game, right. That's a great day. That's a great day. Yes. So congrats. Good on her. Major congrats. Shouts out. Boys, I got a question for you here. It's a little uh, kind of like a you pick them type of style here. Pick your poison, if you will. I'm going to read four different baseball stat lines. You tell me which person you think would be the MVP right now. Person number one, 17 home runs, 37 RBIs, batting 350 with the 412 on base percentage. Batter number two. 12 home runs, 31 RBIs, batting 359 with a 415 on base percentage. Batter number three has 13 home runs, 38 RBIs, batting 308 with a 386 on base percentage. And batter number four has 17 home runs, 35 RBIs, batting 278 with a 386 batting or on base percentage as well. Which person do you go with there for MVP, Dill? Can you read me one and two again? So Yes. Number one, 17 home runs, 37 RBIs, batting 350 with the 412 on base percentage. Number two, 12 home runs, 31 RBIs, batting 359 with the 415 on base percentage. I don't know. 
You're deciding between one and two, it sounds like, though? For sure. Okay, we'll come back to you. Doge, do you have an answer I here? I think I know where you're going with this. I know what I'm taking. Who are, which one are you taking? I'm taking number one. Number one, yeah. okay. Yeah, I would say number one. I would probably say... See... Are they both Reds players? I'm going to take number two, I think. I like that batting average. I'll read the player numbers. Or 359, the players right? right? Yeah, 359. So 350? Yeah. Okay. I had to take the five more bombs and the six more ribbies. Yeah. I agree. There's some more stats. I obviously know who these people are, so, like. Yeah. Number four. Ronald Acuna Jr. He's a dog. Like top, he's been MVP, hitting, top MVP candidate right now in terms of like what people are saying. He's been hitting some absolute bombs. Thirty-five dingies, worst batting average on this list. Chris Bryant, number three. The thirteen homers, thirty-eight ribbies. Number two, the guy I'm picking, Cincinnati legend. Goddamn, everybody loves him. Nick Castellanos. Blastianos, baby. Batter number one is Jesse Winker, also from the Reds. I knew it, bro. So Dill's sitting here deciding which Reds player should be the MVP. Gotta love it. Out out of this list. And Buster Olney put out this list that was, who's the MVP? Chris Bryant, Ronald Acuna Jr., or Jake DeGrom? And so someone on the Reds was like, how can you put those people up there when these two guys have better stats than them? And we're um, like a couple games behind the Braves. Obviously, the Cubs are I think are doing better than us, so it's a bit different. But Winker and Castellanos have just been hitting the lights out. It's been insane. Yeah. Yo. What? How did we not know? At least I did not know. Because. Well, the Florida Gators baseball team got eliminated 19-1 to against South Alabama. Holy that does, That's crazy. I mean... What? No, I thought South Florida beat them. It might have been the elimination game. And then that's how we got to the elimination game. South Florida beat us. Wow. South Alabama. Anyway. Wild. We were talking about... World- yeah, we were talking about MVPs both being on the Reds. We're coming, baby. We're on the we're on the move. We're on the roll. Oh, they are coming. Gotta love it. Um Alright, well, we appreciate everybody being on the pod, Dill. Thank you for being on. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's a good pod. Yeah. Doge, thank you for being on. Pleasure as always, gentlemen. Bacho, we appreciate it, even though you're not still with us, but thank you for being on, man, if you're still listening. Love the hockey talk. We'll have you back on. Thank you, fans, for still sticking with us. We always appreciate you and the reason we get out here and do this stuff. Um, Thank you very much, everyone. This is the Clubhouse.